Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Good evening, everyone. And um, do we even do this because... Not with us tonight, because... Do we even... We're going to do it anyway. Okay. Not with us tonight, because his house uh, crapped out on him, and it's now 900 degrees, and the second surface of hell is not Phil Jake's. We're playing it anyway. It's an extra special one for Pride Month for him. Still Pride Month, right? Every month is Pride Month. Oh, that's right. It's so uncomfortable. Why do you have a capo when you're playing a bard court? Anyway. It's it's uncomfortable. (laughs) Where the hell is he? So... Well, he said that his air conditioner that was like, what, a year old crapped out. Now his entire house is 90 degrees in the asshole of Florida. So anyway, welcome to our YouTube crowd. So where is he? I mean, <laughs> He's still at home. He's just I mean, not What is he going to do, go outside? It's told, hot out there, too. I told him open the windows. At least he can smell fresh air when he dies. <laughs> it's not going to smell fresh air. It's ozone. That's right. It's Yeah, it's all Florida. It's all, it all smells like a swamp or a sewer or all that mixed into one. This is going to suck. <laughs> what are we going to do? I mean, I mean... I'm okay. Not. This <laughs> is like Wayne's World without. Wish, yeah, it's Wayne's, Wayne's World without Wayne. Wayne. Do not eat the red rope licorice. Anyway, so now maybe this episode won't be two hours long this week because we don't have a third voice clogging it up. Uh, I'm glad he doesn't listen to the show so he won't hear us ragging on him. Maybe you'll check it out over at YouTube, over at youtube.com slash Sid's View. If you're watching over there, we've started doing a more condensed version of the podcast over there. If you want to hear the whole thing, listen to it on your favorite podcasting platform. We're on all the major ones. I'm drinking extra today. Yeah. I got extra water because I'm going to be carrying this wagon more. We usually start the episode off with personal updates. Now, I will fill in Phil's personal updates because his are interesting, but he's not here. So he says his truck broke down, and he has a loner, and he can't tow his trailer with it, and he won't do anything. He can't anything. carry a new air conditioner yeah, home because his truck is broken. Yeah, apparently he can't go buy a window <laughs> unit either. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> well, if he lived up here, I got four spare That's ones That's the worst have. country song I've ever heard. My truck broke down, my air conditioner's cracked. And I'm in Florida, and the, aider, and the gators are going to eat me. <laughs> Not before the pythons crawl out of my toilet. <laughs> And the pumas come out of the forest. I don't know what the hell they have down there anyway. So he's not racing because he can't tow a trailer because I told him all sorts of different ways to do it and they won't let him tow anymore. I guess they've closed all the loopholes, especially on rental cars. What what about a U-Haul truck? I tried. He said you have to give him the uh, registration number and all sorts of stuff of the trailer you're towing. and I'm like, that's stupid. He's got a rental truck from the dealership, and I'm like, why don't you just cut the lock off of it and just say you never got one? Anyway, we usually start the episode off with personal updates, like I said. I keep saying that over and over, but those are Phil's. Jesse, do you have any personal updates this week? 18 hours, what do you get? Parents 
sell you to the Paris Hilton. <laughs> it's a nice take on the other one that you usually have. Oh, hamburgers. <laughs> yeah, so all right. So I got no real racing updates that I was doing, but I was participating. I can't certainly say, but I was participating in racing. I was going to watch racing this weekend, but I wasn't around Connecticut. I went to New York. I took the uh, wife out because we tried last week to go to Lebanon Valley. Like I, I think I remember I told you guys, but it got rained out last week. So we said, all right, we'll give it a try this week. So we headed out there this week and I tried incredibly hard to be a good husband. I might as well tell you the whole story. Uh, I was at work on Saturday. I didn't take the day off like I usually do because I'm like, the hell with it. I got plenty of time. So the whole time I'm at work, I'm going through Expedia and I'm like flipping through looking for hotels in the uh, Albany area, which is like it's 20 minutes from Albany. So I'm like, it's got to be some hotels around. So I find one that's up to my standards and I'm like, okay, this is reasonably priced. So I booked it because the date said 25th, 26th. The date was 25th. We were going to get out 26th. What would you think? Would you think that was current day because it was the 25th? I would think so. Well, hold on to that. So (laughs) we go to the race and I surprised her. I literally got all of her clothes meds, bathroom supplies, sleeping gear, everything. Everything for both of us packed into one tiny little backpack. I don't know how the hell I pulled it off, but I pulled off the ultimate surprise, you know, weekend away in New York in the Adirondacks. Is that what the mountain range is? Berkshires. That's it. Berkshire Mountains. I'm sorry. I'm not good with geography. I thought it was a Catskills myself. So I tried incredibly hard. So we go to the race, and I had purchased tower seating at Lebanon Valley the week before. And I did it online. So they're like, okay, well, save your stuff for next week. So we're like, okay. So we showed up there. We go to the ticket booth and we say, well, we had tower seats. And they say, oh, those are sold out. I'm like, well, you have to be kidding me that the seats are sold out. They're like, oh, sorry. You know, first come, first served, etc. I'm like, god damn it. I paid for these seats. So they gave us like a reserved seating right in front of the tower so that we were in the shade, but now we were outdoors and um, the wife wasn't very interested in getting dirty, which is why we had tower seats. She doesn't like sunlight and sunlight's not great either. You know what I mean? Cause she is, she's on different medication where she'll die in the sun. I don't like sunlight. No, it's just very bad. Sunburn very quickly messes up your, um, I don't know, an entire system there. And I'm just like, no, okay, we'll try to get tower seats. So you were a good husband, and you had all these details ironed out. And I had everything worked out to a T. Yep, and first things first. Yeah, the tickets fail. The tickets fail. Okay, what else did you fail? Well, we didn't even stay the whole night, right? So we get there, and there's a family of people sitting in our seats. And we're like, god damn it. I have to kick a family of four out of my seats now. So we're already making friends. Um, but they shouldn't have sat there anyway. If you got if you have grandstand, like general admission seating, get the hell out of the seats that other people paid for. Yeah, right? peasant. Go away. You didn't pay for them. Fuck off. So, um, sorry, Sid. Eight minutes. No. Six minutes. Nine, nine oh one. Well, that's with the dead air. So whatever. <laughs> we suck at this. All right. So, um. So there was a first failure, and then it was really hot. And if you're at a dirt track, you're going to know that really hot means it gets dusty really quick. And 
it like second feature in dry slicked off and it was dust city like you should see our car it is brown it's not black anymore it's brown it's disgusting so she was getting pelted because we were right behind the flag stand pelted with dust and in the eyes and stuff she's like i'm not having a great time so i'm like whatever no big deal so i said look hotel's 19 minutes away it's nine o'clock at night to hell with it we'll turn in i don't care about these seats I got to watch the street stocks. That's all I cared about. So <laughs> that was a good show. Uh, but so we take off and we had, I don't know, 20 minutes down Route 20, which is where the speedway is to, I don't know, we're just outside of Albany. Get to the hotel. I'm like, oh, this place is pretty full. How the hell did I get a room for it? Hmm. We walk in and I say, okay, something's going to go wrong here. I just know it. Reservation for my last name. We don't have that here. I'm like, really? I figured. So I looked in my email, and it says, July 25th. Apparently Expedia books it at least a month in advance without you knowing. As a default sending. Yeah. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You lose! Good day, sir! <laughs> I said, this is... Every single thing I do is an abject failure. <laughs> Complete and utter failure. No matter how difficult, you know, how much I work, it's utter failure. <laughs> I'm just like, damn it, I tried so freaking hard. And I'm got just, so far. And all but I in did the was, end, I it drove, doesn't even matter. No, in the end, I drove two and a half goddamn hours back home. Sucking down a Diet Dr. Pepper to stay awake. I'm like, well, complete failure all weekend long, which is just right down my alley. So, races were fun, but it was the 70th uh, 70th birthday, like to the day of Lebanon Valley Speedway. So, they spent way too much time on the front stretch talking about their history and with other drivers and stuff. And I'm like, you know, this could be a YouTube video. Uh, anyway, um, it was just a little bit too much, so that didn't work out well. So that's all I really have is abject failure yet again. I, uh, don't think I really went through the race car too, too much. I think I put new trailing arms in the rear just because I needed stronger ones, so I bought new ones, and I had stock ones in it were pretty flimsy. That's all I had, so I just kind of upgraded my equipment and, um... My computer's trying to tell me it needs to restart. <laughs> I'm not doing it. But uh, just utter failure. So hope everybody else had a good weekend because that wasn't fun. Right. So since we don't have a third voice to help carry this thing, we need to go into our second segment. And that is always a good one. This week is absolutely no different because I bring to you a fun Darf comment of the week. And actually this week it was me finding the Darf comment of the week for once, which is an absolute miracle. So I hope you enjoy. Alright. This week's Darf comment of the week is not really a Darf comment. I'm going to be honest right up front. Because I just picked this. It's something I stumbled across that made me laugh. So this week, I'm renaming this segment. You can play the music again if you like. 
This week, I'm actually going to rename the segment to... Click it. The Obviously Middle-Aged Fence Hanger Comment of the Week. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. So... <laughs> In case you missed that, I said, obviously middle-aged fence hanger comment of the week. And if you don't know what a fence hanger is, it's a lot lizard or groupie. I thought a fence hanger was somebody that was that didn't know what, what to do. They were wishy-washy. Well, I remember being younger and at the speed bowl, that's what it was explained to me was a fence hanger. It was the groupie that hung on the fence, like standing at the chain link fence in between the pits oh, okay. and the grandstands. That's so, why they call them fence hangers. So the people we need more of. Correct. We need more of them. Yes. Okay, so. All right. I just, it just made me laugh because I'm just like, this is just amusing to me. It's not really a Darf comment. It's just fun. So I figured I'd go and give you what it was. All right. This actually pertains to something Jesse enjoys quite a bit. This comes from a tweet. I do. Oh, yeah. I always enjoy tweets. <laughs> no, I don't have Twitter. No, I mean, Jesse's like, yes, I enjoy um, groupies and whatever you're going to say. <laughs> Anyway, this comes from a tweet from the Scene Vault podcast. Oh, I do like the Scene Vault podcast. Now, they retweeted something that was, uh, I believe, a video from a Bush race from 1997 or 8 that included Dale Earnhardt Jr. Now, the tweet said, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was steering with his left hand and holding his car in gear while racing Ron Fellows for the win at Watkins Glen. Less than a week later, he broke his shoulder blade during practice at Milwaukee and still finished third the next day. Dude was a hungry beast back then, essentially, is what they said. Yeah. So it was a video of uh, Junior racing Ron Fellows in a bush race, 97-ish, 90-whatever-the-hell-year-it-was. Junior. And they gave, you the, they gave you the background of it, right? Yeah. So like I said, obviously middle-aged fence hanger comments named Andrea Wilson. I'm not giving her details out, though. Just says Andrea Wilson. Because she doesn't need to be made fun of. It's just funny to me. You know, it's just kind of humorous. She says, and I quote, I especially loved your blonde hair back then, Dale Jr. I mean, be still my yellow heart emoji, purple heart emoji, blue heart emoji, green heart emoji, red heart emoji, orange heart emoji. Would you like me to go through the hashtags? Sure. This is fun. Hashtag one, number one. Damn good looking man. Hashtag. <laughs> I haven't read these yet. <laughs> okay. Serious face. Hashtag. Wop bopa loo bop a wop bam boom. How do you spell that? <laughs> okay. I'm not. I'm not spelling it because I think there is a racial slur in there. Uh, hashtag. <laughs> it's not. Are you talking about Italians? Yes. No, they can't because they get their statues taken down. They're white now. Oh. <laughs> oh, there's two racial slurs in there then. Oh. <laughs> nope, not racial. Ethnic slurs. I'm sorry. Sure. That's what I meant. Hashtag wowza. Hashtag. <laughs> can't talk about Dale Jr. this way. I'm sorry. Hashtag hubba hubba. Hashtag one sexy guy. Hashtag no, uh, one... H H O O O T T T A male. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dying here. I didn't read all these in advance. I really didn't. I just was like, oh, this is gonna be fun if I do this on the show. I'm dying. Okay. Hashtag I wish I could meet Chu C H U 
in person one day. Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> Run. Run far away. Do you have a comment? <laughs> Christ. No, thank you. And then the last hashtag. Hashtag D-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-Y-U-M. Damn. Damn, boy. And then they they, then they um, mentioned at Bush Beer. I'm like, why? But <laughs> uh, that might be the part that's probably PG-13 a little bit more. <laughs> So that was your uh, one and only, probably, obviously, middle-aged defense hanger uh, comment of the week, just because I thought it was very humorous. I'm not making fun of that person in any way. I'm just saying I had a good laugh, and I figured maybe you would, too. I figured I'd share it. But anyway, I do have an honorable... Yeah, baby! (laughs) Anyway, I have an honorable mention for the Darf comment of the week, if you'd like, because I know that I kind of changed it up this week. Do I have to play the music again? That's up to you. Nah. Okay, I don't think he's going to play it again. So, honorable mention. This is going to be one of them blanket ones that I throw over a whole bunch of people because they all fit the bill. All the race fans who get mad when Ryan Priest wins because they're the most fun. I love these people. I'm confused why I never believed in the idea of haters before, like people who don't like successful for no reason, until Ryan got wrecked out of a chance to win by Carson Hosevar in Charlotte. Then I believed in... The idea of haters. Um, then, back then, obviously, people claimed Ryan, quote, has no talent. That's why he lost his cup ride. Anything ignorant and misinformed is their modus operandi, correct? Yeah. It's just like any other idiot hater on any sort of website, any sort of sport. They're probably Elliot Sadler fan or something. Yeah. He's just a dork. Hanger-ons who hang yeah. on to people blindly for no good reason. Wow. Well, yeah. All right, so people hate for no reason. Yeah, we all understand who these people are. So Ryan gets into the truck again this weekend at Nashville and wins on Friday, beating Zane Smith and Carson Hosevar, who, by the way, had better tires than both of them. Um, He won for the second and what should be the third at this point time, and I think he's only got like eight starts in the cup or truck series. Yeah, eight starts. That's pretty good ratio. Uh, So this changed the argument for these idiots. And just call him overrated now. He's overrated. They they moved from he doesn't have talent to now he's overrated. Have you ever seen somebody win and be overrated, Jess? Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> please, please explain to me who, how someone who is winning is overrated. Yeah, how do you <laughs> how do you do your job and still be and, overrated? That's just. Yeah, do you, do you even hear yourselves? I mean, a guy who wins is overrated. No, I think his rating is awfully justified at that point. Wouldn't you agree? I mean. <laughs> so stupid. From now on, you're Gomer Pyle. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think it's uh, justified. But uh, then, the next day, he got in the BJ McLeod number 5 Xfinity car. Uh, he started towards the rear, and he finished P6. Sixth. Starting from the rear, having to work his way forward the whole now race. Now he's got no talent. He's got no talent, don't you know? <laughs> now he's got no talent. Gosh, for having no talent and being overrated, he sure does well in anything he sits in. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
That's another Ju- one at twenty one twenty. Judging his career, Sid. honestly. Watch your profanity. If you well, Phil's not here to do it, so I got to fill in for him. Right. So, judging his career by him running JTG Cup equipment is like putting a high school baseball team up against the Yankees and then saying they have no talent when they get blown out. Shut up. Seriously, people. <laughs> You're idiots. All you do is hurt the sport. Stop watching. Actually, don't stop watching. Just stop interacting. How's that? Just stop reading. Stop. Don't breed. Yeah, that's a major, major point. Okay. Don't put that in the no-no square. Mm-mm. No, they're not. Uh... Anyway. I'm <laughs> like square. No. <laughs> like square? What's square? <laughs> Anyway, hey there, you over there. Don't put it in my no-no square. Oh, it rhymes. I okay, good. Thank you, God. I totally blew over my head. <laughs> like, what's wrong with me? All right, so moving on, we need to mention um, the passing of Bruton Smith at age ninety-five. Damn, ninety-five. I knew the guy was old. Damn, dude. But ninety-five. Oops, I can't spell. He knows where the bodies are buried. I love him. <laughs> he knows where they all are. Well, God bless him. God almighty. That's, uh, yeah. Let's see here. NASCAR Hall of Famer, Inter- International Sports Hall of Fame, billionaire on the Forbes 400 list. Um, God, what else do you want to know about the guy? Um, obviously, he was involved in very early stock car racing. I mean, in 1949, he was part of the National Stock Car Racing Association. He took... Uh, Took over Charlotte Motor Speedway after it was built. No, he built it. No, that was... Uh, it well, says he built it with um, maybe Curtis with, Turner. Maybe with Curtis Turner. Yeah, he built it with Curtis Turner, it says. Yeah. And then he closed... Yeah, it went bankrupt. And then he closed uh, North Wilkesboro. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> well, his company closed North Wilkesboro, and I mean, you could blame him for it. But they never, <laughs> they never did give up ownership of the track and they are bringing it back but to be fair yeah. they shouldn't have closed it down to begin with because we could spend freaking hours talking I just, about that, I just always have this bitter aftertaste in my mouth because I'm such a chipper guy but that's just me yeah he was so, also he also owned different drag strips and stuff like for the NHRA um, I mean he started uh, or he at least supported many different charities like most billionaire philanthropy based people and such so yeah good um, way to hide the money for taxes oh yeah it's the best way too because it's all it's money laundering most by the way hate to bring the tone down but most charity is money laundering so um sorry that's just yeah. that's just a fact of life <laughs> just know where you send your money anyway i believe uh he was also drafted in the korean war he was a paratrooper oh, that's the forgotten war man people saw some shit then that was so, nasty yeah, no, that's a badass right there. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah, well, ninety-five years old. Well, yeah, God bless him. He, he helped to grow. And... He helped to grow the sport of auto racing in general quite a bit through NASCAR and HRA. Whoever else he got his hands on, he usually did pretty well. Yeah. So now the uh, business is obviously turned over to his son Marcus's hands anyway. But uh, you know, made a big impact on the sport. So I figured it was very well worth mentioning. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. All right. Now, Has Phil texted you yet or what? No, he ain't got back to me yet. Uh-huh. I need to talk about this, Jess, and how do you feel you about be, this? You better be dead. <laughs> He's probably died of heat stroke or something in his own house. You know, the brand new one they built that's still got parts under warranty. 
my house probably went out of warranty in 1974. Actually, no, they probably didn't have any warranties back then. Anyway, what about these rumors that you're hearing about Sean Foster being in the running? Our buddy Sean Foster, by the way, who has been on the show, <coughs> excuse me, yeah. uh, becoming possibly becoming one of the general managers at the Speed Bowl because there is a vacancy now. Yeah. At a racy racetrack. A racy racetrack. As he would say. Yeah. So, well, if that's what you want to do, then good. No. Um I think it's a I think it's indigestion and and a beginning of an ulcer and a young man going from zoomer to boomer real quick, aging quick. So it's gonna be a tough job, but maybe a resume builder. So uh good luck to him on that because I know he wanted to do that for a long time. Yeah, people a lot of so. people are like shocked to hear it, but we really aren't because we know that what, for the better part of a decade he's been trying to get in as some form of management role at a racetrack? Yeah. At least. Something. It's been a while. So, yeah, I mean. Decade? How old is he? I don't know. 40? 50? I don't know. He's older than he looks, people. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's not going to like that. I don't care either. Ten years ago, I thought he'd be like. 12, I don't know. I just said you know? I said for the better part of a decade. <laughs> like, I didn't say I it was know. a decade. Maybe it is a decade. Maybe a better part like... of a decade is like six years at this point. So I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So anyway, um, I don't know. Again, you got to look at the revolving door of GMs in this facility since it was, and I hate to use the term, rescued. Because what, what is he a pet? What is it? It's a pet. It's our pet. (laughs) Yeah. It's a foster animal. (laughs) You ever noticed that? Sorry, I'm punchy. How about like people? They never said that about adopted people. I mean, adopted people don't come from the the best of circumstances, yet they're never rescues. Rescue children? Yeah. How come it's only for animals, not people? Yeah, nobody's getting. Nobody gets saved, Jesse. Yeah, this is my child, Mike. He's, you know, we... He's a rescue child. He's, a, he's not my child. He's a rescue. Yeah. I don't know. His shots are up to date. Is he vaccinated? <laughs> you know? Okay. Is he neutered? No. I oh, don't know. good. It's, I hope not. Depends on how he votes. Um, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, I have, I have no idea. I, the guy is, you know, he's he's written little manifestos of... Of uh, how he would run racetracks. I know he received some backlash, but that was a while ago. He's probably got a lot more life experience now. You know? Like, there's certain jobs that I applied for at the Postal Service. assuming that, that he's wrong either. I thought he was right on all of it. I didn't think he was wrong. I'm just yeah. saying he received backlash from people, but that probably could have made our DARF comment of the week. You know what I mean? Could be. But um, you never know. So, well, like good I luck said, to him if he gets it. Yeah, we'll I hope see what happens. And- I hope he gets the resources that he needs, or at least most well, of the resources he needs to do his job. But yeah, with the again, when you look at the list of people who yeah. have come and gone, it's like eight people in two in like four years or whatever how long it's been. Yeah, is everybody else wrong or or you know? It's, it's one of those things. It's a chicken or an egg thing. It's been more than four years, something. I know, but so, yeah. yeah, I know it's been more than four. It's been like seven or eight. I forget, but yeah, well, it's like one per year. I think is the average. Okay, I'm uncomfortable talking about this anymore. So, we'll see. So, um, <laughs> going on? best of luck, uh, Mister Foster, and um, I have a parting. Keep your hands up. 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 Ke
parting words of wisdom for you. So, best of luck. Hope you do well. I honestly do because I love the place and I think you could do a good job. All right, why don't we go into some local results, Jess? All right. Because Stafford ran this week, like you always. Good. And I was able to actually take decent notes this time. Yay. All right. Uh, I've been pretty off on taking my notes. I kind of sucked at it lately, but I'm really trying my best this week. All right, so limited late models. All right. They started off the night. Gary Patnode got to the lead early, fought with Jeremy Lavoy late, managed to hold the lead after Matt Clement and Kevin Cormier came together. That was kind of a weird wreck. It's hard to see what goes on in turn three. Really Based is. on the position of the cameras, they can't cover every single angle of the racetrack, but they can sure cover the whole racetrack. You know, yeah, they can cover the whole track. It's just yeah. tough to see that sometimes. Just from that, hap- just from that possible angle, I don't know. We can't really tell what happened. If somebody came down or somebody slid up, don't know. I don't know. I thought Cormier was already in there, and they don't have spotters. And I think I think Matt might have come down a little bit, but I think Could I would mostly just judge it as a racing deal. Yeah, don't know. It's just a racing deal. So like no, yeah, room ran out. The end. That's what happens sometimes. It now just is. To, That's just racing. Yeah. Now you have to hammer out sheet metal. Yep, it happens. Pat Node, uh, late. He held a protect line that allowed the field to bunch up behind him. Yeah, he did. I'm um, like, no dude, good. bring it out to the wall. You're losing speed. You're gonna lose this race. <laughs> Jeez, guy, give it a give it a good arc into the corner or something. But uh, last lap, Alexander Fern, uh, she got under Jeremy Lavoie for second. And then, I don't know what the hell happened, but Lavoie went into the front stretch wall. He got loose coming out of four, and then... I think he got into... Slid into Hammond. Yeah, Rich hamster. said he got hit by him. And then and then uh, bounced off the wall a little bit, and then uh, and then the 23 car uh, didn't, you know... Oh, Jensen wasn't, Yeah, wasn't expecting him to slow down the middle of the straightaway and, and clobbered him into the rear. So it was just, uh, you know, just one of those things that was a racing thing. and Just another racing deal, I guess. A lot of racing deals there. Yeah, a lot of that a happened. A lot of, a lot of uh, yeah, what do so you call those Gary metaphors? Pat- and- <laughs> <laughs> Gary Patnode was able to hold on and take down the first win for his year. Uh, and he didn't break nothing, so I guess he's got his mojo working. Gary Patnode, after having some scent. Oh, that's what happened. <laughs> At least somebody did. Good All for right. you, Good Gary. Good for you, man. Nice work. No wonder you got to victory lane. All right, late models. An early race incident put uh, Paul Root into the turn three wall, stacked in already. Hey, what the hell happened there? That I don't weird. even know. I didn't. I don't think they had it. It looked like the either either thirty nine took a late arc into the corner, or something blew on the eighty two there. Paul Root's car. I couldn't see it. Uh, yeah, or it I didn't. Like something broke. Or I, I didn't know. see it. I'm not that sure. That was a hard hit, though. That sucked. Yeah, he went in pretty hard. It, you know, stacked an already short field back up, yeah. and uh, Kevin Gambacord and Andrew Moeller went for a ride through the infield without collecting anyone else, at least. Uh, about the one-third mark of the race, I'd say. Um, after a few more incidents, including Bennett and Gambacord ending up in the wall, uh, Adam Gray wrestled the lead away from Tom Fern. Uh, what did you think of the Gambar quarter thing because I know he ended up in the front stretch wall or turn one wall or something happened there and yeah I don't know yeah it was not clear at least not um not clear not clear uh let's see oh I've gotten in I've got a message from Phil oh not, not gonna happen tonight oh I didn't read the rest of his note because it was dirty why is it sweaty <laughs> 
She's a bit sweaty. He's like, I feel like I've been in a swimming pool. He's, I think he also texted, what to see me with my shirt off. Weird. I don't want to see that. Why do I want to see that? Anyway. Um, Adam Gray wrestled the lead away from Tom Fern, who bounced around a bit while defending second place. And uh, he reclaimed second after a little bit of a fight there, I think. And uh, Gray went on to win his fourth in a row. Yeah. Four in a row. That's a that's this a hard is, thing to do, even though the car counts down considerably. That's still hard to do. Yeah, incredibly hard, especially with the guys who usually can win every week. Uh, this is looking like Adam Gray back when he first came to Stafford, because when he first came, he lit the place up. Like, won titles, won races, absolutely lit it up. Yeah. So this is looking like him of old. Uh, okay, we move that on to SK Lights, I believe. All right, contact between Norm Sears and, uh, was it Tyler Alcus? Is that his first name? I just wrote the last name. I can't remember. Uh, sent the Alcus car just high as the George Bissett Jr. car was making a move <laughs> up high, and that contact sent them yeah. both into the turn four wall. Yeah, it looks like the yeah, it looks like bad luck has really come back and hit George again. Mm. Just just the luck of old. It's know? just not, not ending. His, yeah, not his fault and just... Another brutal hit, man. Uh, Salt and Sage or Garage. It seemed to work for, uh, what's his name there? Nick Hovey. Yeah. It seems to work for him. I told him to do it, and then all of a sudden he starts working. So I think he, I think it worked. Anyway, uh, another late incident between uh, McDougal and uh, Josh Carey, I think his name is. Set up a restart with five to go, but Derek Debus was absolutely not going to be denied because he... I think he started more towards the front, but he carved his way forward. When he's that far forward, I mean, he's going to be the first car to the front, and you're not going to beat the guy who gets to the to the lead first. And that car was actually pretty fast too this week. So, um, yeah, he had a big lead. That yeah, was a, yeah, that was, yeah, he was gone. Another one that's just built different, man. Those guys are good. The winner of the last two events, Alexander Pearl, came from a deep spark, uh, deep starting spot to finish on the podium. So he had a really good run again. They've got that car working very well. It's nice to see. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, Phil's not here to fill in. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Good job, yeah, buddy. Nice job, buddy. All right, Street Stocks went for their uh, extra distance race, and I was actually talking to people. I'm like, didn't I participate in this race in 2020? I don't remember. I thought I did. I don't know. I thought that was on my list, so I think I did. Firecracker 30. Yeah, I think I did run the extra distance race there once. I don't remember having a decent finish, but... I think I got spun out halfway through as well. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A clean race to almost halfway. Had a short break for a single car spin. But on the restart, Johnny Walker got a great runoff, too. Made it three wide for the lead. I was like, damn, that's a hell of a move. Yeah, he did. Yeah, the, the 19 washed up into the 42 going to three. Yep. And he just, just, you know, just got under him and took the lead there. Yeah, he had that lane, so he's not going to lift. I wouldn't lift. Yeah, that was a... Yeah, that was pretty cool, man. And I know Walker took a lot of time off, and the division changed a lot since he was there last full time. That car's got a permanent push. I think so. It's got a per, it's permatite. <laughs> it really, is. it it leads to yeah. It definitely got to look at the front end a little bit because it's going in and in the middle. It does not want to rotate at the same speed that everybody else wants to rotate. That's running up front. Indeed. Yeah, it's it just it, the car can't stay in the bottom, so. Yeah, hopefully he figures it out soon. But it's, he's he's coming around. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's starting to get better. 
Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, he took that away from Adrian Parody about halfway. Uh, Travis Hydar was a rocket ship again, and he worked his way by Walker uh, and started to pull away. A very strung out and clean race was eventually interrupted by a spin and redirected hit into the turn two wall by Jason Finkbein, who was tied for the point lead going into this race. Yeah, he was up there. He just kind of overdrove it into one and just, man, wall slapped the driver's side. Yeah, after I think uh, Marvin Minkler might have got a piece of him with the right door. I think it was him. Yeah. Might have peeled up his... uh, Flapping in the breeze. Yeah, peeled open his door. Uh, I think he had to get black flagged for that. But, uh, yeah, that was a hard hit, and that's uh, unfortunate, especially someone who's uh, kind of doing it on a little less budget, I'd say, and uh, doing it with consistent finishes every week, too. So he got his first win this year and everything, and that stinks. And, you know, the one thing I noticed about Stafford is with those tires and those cars, you get out wide a little bit or a little bit sideways, it don't want to come back. It really doesn't. Like at Thompson, you get the thing bad sideways, it's coming back. Uh, you get the thing bad sideways at Waterford, it'll come back. At Stafford, you get that far sideways, you're already gone. You know, even less than that. That's That surprised me once because I thought I'd had my car saved once when I got sideways, and it never came back. It just kept going. I'm like, oh, okay. I could have saved that somewhere else, but not here. So it's very strange. It gets very slick up at the top, and you see modified to do it once in a while too. Not sure if it's just how the marbles collect or whatever, but it's a tight turning radius too. So it is, yeah. If you're already already turning at a sharp angle, by the time you broke free, you're gonna need a lot of momentum to break free, and once you do, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's too fast. Yeah. And you know what's funny is I know people complain about Stafford not having any banking, but you get out there and it's like this it's place, banking. It, that place has a lot more than you think. It has some banking. Yeah. It's actually a really decent racing track. I mean, guys are used to Waterford and Thompson and stuff, but it's like, dude, Stafford's fine. I don't mind it anymore. I'm off that train. I was off it for a while. So um, I don't know why I brought that up, but I'm like, you know, when you're watching cars getting picked off of the top of the uh, corner from ground level and they're like way up here on the TV screen, got some decent bank. Look at the, you know, perspective of it. So then, all right. So I expected them to wreck multiple times on that last restart where there was a wild couple of laps going there uh it, it it almost was like they wrecked and then sorted it out and then it didn't wreck and he <laughs> thought they had it going and then tyler trot and bill cody spun off a four and that bunched the field up yet again uh obviously travis hydars won multiple races this year so he would pull away each time they had a restart and he won his third feature of the year already i believe before the halfway mark of the season so uh, they have he and Ernie obviously have something real good going on right now, and they're capitalizing on a lot of bad luck as well. I well, mean, they had usually they're the fastest car every week, and yeah. if you're gonna, you know, you can't really hold him off for for thirty laps. It's just too much time. Yeah, it's they're way coming too to much the, time. They're coming to the front whether you like it or not. Yeah, exactly. So, so that was nice to see. Uh, big fan of Ernie and those guys. So, kudos to that one. Get the big win. Uh, all right, SKs. <laughs> SKs. What was the face of the moon? Because it was not favorable to the SKs this night. Because they could not get this thing going. <laughs> At all. Yeah. In any way. Uh, <laughs> theme music. Search and destroy. <laughs> yeah. Metallica. Uh, big wreck on the initial start. 
uh, tons of <laughs> at least what eight to ten cars. It at almost least. took like ten cars out or something like that. I think was, everybody uh, was able to continue though. Yeah, even even Moeller, even Moeller with no rear he, he body had no on his back car. section of the car. It was completely gone. Yeah, this long this it looked weird because it looked like the thirty six and the seven touched wheels and just kind of ripped it out of the thirty six hand there for a minute there and he like stopped. Yeah, you didn't think that I didn't think a little contact was was going to result in that, but apparently it did. So yeah, it was weird. But it really, according the pack up, and yeah. then everybody started driving over each other, quite literally, because um, John Montesanto was doing his best Leroy Jenkins impersonation. Um, this caution was so long that <clears throat> Andrew Moeller had time to get out of his car, go to the ambulance, get out, wait for his car to get towed back to the pits, get back in his car, have his crew fix it, and go back out without missing a lap. Yeah, they could have put, some, <laughs> and it's almost like, and the engine didn't even really get up the temperature, so they could have put some radiator stop leak in it really too, and it kind of fixed that too. Yeah, because I guess he ended <laughs> the night with radiator problems, which is kind yeah. of weird because he got climbed over from the back and not the front, but yeah, he still hit somebody in the front. Or, I'm guessing or bounce off the dirt and yeah, uh, rock and, must have come up and knocked it out or something. But uh, yeah, that sucks. He tried. They all tried. I appreciate that kind of effort. It took a while to get to lap one. Oh, it took a long time. There was, I think... It took a long time. Let me go through the whole thing. <laughs> All right. After one lap was completed, Tyler Hines and Daniel Weapon, um, Daniel Wesson were racing for the lead. This wasn't his fault. I can't be that bad to him. <laughs> it really wasn't. His his only crime was having his name right with sound Weapon. like Weapon, yeah, exactly. Or, or, yeah, that's this time. Uh, so... Heinz, he said he broke a ball joint on the lower uh, left, left front, front. Lower, yeah, the lower left front ball joint. I, I saw it. Heinz obviously could see it a lot closer because yeah, it's, it's right, right in, in his window. <laughs> but I saw for me, like, man, it looked like the, le- the left lower ball joint broke or something I thought, in the steering rack. It's I like thought the left, it was weird, you know? I thought both of them broke. <laughs> it looked real weird going it's into the one. the you think that's going to break. But it yeah, looked, that broke. I thought it was like that, that F1... Uh, car that went down that straightaway it's now a gif or a meme where he hits the brakes and both the tires explode off the car <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i thought that's what happened yeah but it was definitely a weird breakage and oof, another oh. hard hit too yeah he hit pretty good <sighs> next restart what happened brian uh on the next restart michael jarvis uh missed a shift or something and uh, the ensuing stack up sent brian sullivan and another car i didn't catch the number of spinning so they were up to three yellows in one lap that was not great. <laughs> they made it to lap four when they saw their fourth caution for Teddy Hodgson going for a lazy spin off turn four. Uh, Jarvis made good on his second chance on that restart and mm-hmm. uh, took the lead from Daniel Wesson. Yeah, he did. And uh, Wesson, the weapon, responded by dive bombing Jarvis and running him back up the racetrack for the lead, which allowed Ronnie Williams to catch them and take advantage by driving under Wesson to take the lead only like a quarter of the way through the race. Yeah, yeah, the fifty was too strong. Oh, they that finally got was, that thing figured out. I think. Yeah, yeah, that car was that car was on a rail. That thing was moving. Yeah. So race went pretty clean the rest of the way, and uh, Ronnie Williams took home his first win of the season, which is kind of weird to say, considering he's a back-to-back champion and multi-time winner, and it's still early. Continual I guess, dominate. You know, and it's his first Stafford SK winning since you know twenty, you know, a couple of years. Yeah. 
Because I know they took a year off because they got thrown out so, for something. Well, it, it's a yeah, it's a weird thing. To, it's a weird thing to say is this first in a couple of years. You know, that's that's what it, that's what I think you're getting at. Yeah, you know they. But yeah, but I, now they're back and they're we another was, force yeah. to be reckoned with, and we knew it was a matter yeah. of time. Yep, the eighty-five was fast too. Yeah, Narducci rebounded from last week's DQ to finish it, second. It's, it's no surprise. I mean, the transmission is not everything, but they were, you know. You try, they're trying to get every every little thing to be perfect. Yeah. So I totally get. I get it. If you're not I, trying, you're not. You I know, get it. You know, good. F- you know, if you're not pushing the envelope, you're not trying. How's the that? The track was great in what they did. You know, and, and they just move on. And guess what? They, they moved on. Yeah, moved on. Took their lumps and came back strong with another fast as heck. Yeah, you know, he made all finish. the right moves, and he wasn't an idiot, and he, you know... Everything was good. The car came back in one piece, and anybody got near was fine. So it's like, well, you can't complain. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess, well, like we called one of our episodes, take your lumps. They took it and came back. That was it. So... Yeah, and the 33 had another good... Had a really needed a much good run. Yeah, Jarvis had a good run. That was a good... He did. Good, yeah, needs a good run. Yeah, needed one, definitely. Yeah. Oh, you want to feel old, Jess? Uh, I already do, but go ahead. Since we're done with Stafford, I might as well go into this. June 27th, 1990, what happened? What happened? Well, I'm sorry. On this day in 1990. Look, the date matters. 1990? Mm-hmm. June 27th. 1990. At Stafford. Nope, not at Stafford. A moment in cinema history. What happened? Days of Thunder was Did- released. Oh. June 27th, 1990. Now we feel old. <laughs> a little short. Yeah. I have crippling depression. How long ago was that? 32 years? Well, still newer than, his, than Top Gun, so... <laughs> it was four years newer than Top Gun, and that got a sequel. Maybe he'll come back for... No, F-14 Tomcat is timeless. I'm sorry. <laughs> for... <laughs> Come, yeah, maybe Tom Cruise will have a comeback and do Days of Thunder 2. Electric at, Boogaloo. It's, you know, at 68 <laughs> years old or whatever. Yeah, however the hell old he is now. Maybe he'll do all his own stunts again or some bullshit. It's going to be like Rambo 4. <laughs> Revenge of the Elderly. <laughs> that was the best Rambo, though. Rambo 4 was amazing. That's I loved it. It was Rambo. like, it was, you know, old... Sylvester Stallone, but Jacked. he's absolutely yoked on HGH, yeah. and he's a tree trunk. You know, he's a there's, huge human there's being. There's no love story. There's, no, there's it, no plot. It's None basically him. It's, it's him not talking, and them saying he uh, needs to do cool. another mission or some shit. I, uh, um, or did he pick to? Or did he volunteer no, on did, his own? I forget some, how. No, the story somebody almost. went looking for him because they're oh trying mercenary to, work. Mercenary work because they had this rescue missionaries. Yeah. I'm going to watch that movie. It is the most gory action movie. It's the best action movie I've ever seen, though. It's great. <laughs> like when he turns around and just greases the guy with the 50 cal and he just... <laughs> I'm like, yay. Yeah. I like... Uh, <laughs> it's so gross. I love gross. It's just all sort of like red, red, uh, red, yellow five mixed together with some grape, with some strawberry jam all over the... Oh, like the, uh, <laughs> corn syrup. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of corn syrup is flying everywhere, bits of yeast and, and yeah. rice and whatever. Just people just, exploding everywhere. Yeah. All sorts of movie magic. Yeah, it's amazing. If you haven't seen that Rambo, watch it. The newest one. That's the bomb. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? 
Rambo. Waterford, I think. All right, yeah, we Ooh, might as well talk yeah. about Waterford. All right, I'm just kind of taking my notes from bits and pieces of, I believe, Matt Buckler's back to writing the write-ups for the Speed Bowl now. So, I uh, guess, let's see here. All right, I could sit back and drink beer now and let you <laughs> let you rattle this stuff off. All right, so. Because we weren't there. And we, we weren't there, there. We didn't film, and we can't watch it, so. Yeah, I can't have be a there. Liquor I would permit. be there if I could. Yeah. I was busy ruining my life at uh, Lebanon Valley Speedway. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. My wife doesn't think I did, but I'm like, no, I completely failed. And as a man, I cannot accept failure. <laughs> Just buzz me. You know you want to. You suck, you jackass. Yeah. <laughs> That's suck. what I was going through my head the whole ride home, two and a half hours driving. I'm like, this sucks. Nah, keep your head up. That's me, my whole life. We got anything, man. Just keep your picker hard and your powder dry, and the world will turn. That's some good advice. <laughs> well, except for the first part, because I don't know if I can do that in public. <laughs> well, keep your powder dry at least. Uh, I can do that. All right, um... I guess Eric Burnt won the SK Modified race. It's his first regular distance win of the year. He's won all the extra distance stuff. Uh, Dana DiMatteo was leading, I guess, the first 10 laps, holding off like Moeller and Burnt. Uh, Rec collected Rob Janovic. That restacked the field. Uh, Burnt got the advantage over DiMatteo, set the pace, and he was uh, able to hold off Tim Jordan for the win. So that's cool. Uh, it's nice to see Timmy back, too. I guess they found some parts, like I said in the last episode. Found some bent stuff. All right. Let me go to the late models. And friend of the show, Ray Christian III, I guess, won an exciting race. Uh, Paul and Isaiah Newcomb, the father-son team, led the field to green. Palmer, multi-time champion, what, fourth on the all-time win list, I think. Wasted zero time, as Matt Buckler says, making a three-wide to uh, try to take the lead. And uh, I guess that ended up in Isaiah Newcomb ending up his night on the hook. So that didn't end well for him. Uh, let's see here. Palmer took the top side on the restart. or And I uh, guess it worked out because Palmer's car, he always takes the top if you watch him. Even if he's leading, he takes the top on the restart. That car just works on the outside. So while Palmer led, Christian moved through the field and again... Yet another side-by-side -side battle between Ray Christian III and Jason Palmer because they're so equal now. <laughs> it's a, it's literally a coin flip between the two if they start Dyson. Um, uh, let's see. It was they were side by side for about six laps before Christian got to the front, and he would stay there and score the win. I forget how many that is this year. Is it at least three for Christian? It's got to be. If there's more, I'll figure it out, Ray. Don't worry. You've won a lot more than I have. Trust me. You're winning too much. It's confusing us. Yes. We are very simple people. We need lower numbers. Let someone else win for a while. Yeah, you jerk. Stop um, hogging it. Gall. That's it. <laughs> That's it. After a week off, the Street Stock guys came back, which I got a weird thing to, to ask. Um, they got rained out early in the year after qualifying, right? Doesn't that mean they have to make up a date? I, I don't know. So they may not have to because they may just they, they just may just be able race. to just uh, wipe the. But they started features that night. They ran like one or two features before getting rained out. Like they ran, 
I think a mini stock. No, they ran some. They started features though. That's all I know. Yeah, if they started features, then they're really supposed to make it up. But yeah, that's what I thought. So I'm like, why have they had two off weeks and they could be making one up? You yeah, know? I don't know. Man, give them a yeah, whatever. Somebody could get back at me at that one. So uh, let's I don't see. Know. I don't think they had a GM to make that decision. I don't think they had one there that time. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Careful, careful Ooh. where you're stepping. Quiet. Um, yeah. All-time win leader, Al Stone third Took the lead early, but uh, left the door open for Sean Gadeke. Got in there and took the lead from Al Stone third after running side-by-side side for a few laps. Uh, Brian Norman also got by Stone, who has also been fast all year long. Those three would run in line for the final 20 laps. I guess it was pretty clean. And Gadeke kept it together, got his second win of the year. So that's cool. Sean's a nice guy. He's Carter's a nice guy. I like those. That team's cool. Good. Good to see some success. All right. I'm glad you said success. Hmm? Gary Patnode, after having success. No, I said success, not su- I'm glad you said success. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you saying that's why they have success? Yes. Okay. Good for them. Anyway, all right. So, in the Speed Bowl truck race... Let's see. Todd Taylor led early, and uh, I guess there was a lot of passing and, and racing going on mid-pack. A uh, lap six restart. Bunched the field back up. Sent them back side-by-side side in a battle with Andrew Morin. Uh, the two would race hard, trading paint for a while. Um, their battle would open the door for Kyle Giro to make a three-wide attempt at the lead. Kyle was going to focus on the truck tour this year, um, but I guess... I don't know what's going on with it. I haven't heard about it very often lately. So I guess he said, screw it. I'm going to just get the other tires on and go to the Speed Bowl, which former X-Car champion, he knows his way around. Won a bunch of races down there. Uh, Also former Thompson Speedway Limited Sportsman champion, I have to mention. Uh, So let's see here. Gero would take the lead with that three-wide attempt. Uh, Restart. Following the lead change of a, let's see. I can't read this verbatim. I'm sorry. I'm trying to make it up because I can't read. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Tyler Chapman stalled and gave them uh, another caution or something like that. Gave Taylor the lead back, I guess. But it was another three-car pileup. Well, it's three-truck pileup on the front stretch that gave Giro the chance back at the lead after another side-by-side battle, this time from the outside groove. And he held off Todd Taylor to win after the final 10-lap run. And that's his first-ever truck win. And his first win since leaving X-Cars, I believe. Because he raced Sportsman's with us. Poor bastard. And I don't think he even got to win one. He got close. He won the title one year. But I don't think he ever got an actual feature win at Thompson in the Sportsman. But he got in the truck and is already seeing success. So that's good to see. A lot of that experience probably worked and paid off having to race with us idiots. (laughs) It'll galvanize you for anything. Yeah. Well, right? I thought he ran late miles beforehand, too. So, I mean, it's not like he's... I don't think this is the same person. I, I'm fairly certain. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, trying to put pieces together, and I'm like, no? Okay. I asked them, and then they're telling me no, so I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. So, well, I don't know. I'd have to go dig deeper into that story, but... Uh, well, he's a good shoe anyway, so... Yeah, he does fine. not surprised to see him to the front. Like I said, that experience probably paid off very well, so... And they've got a handle on the truck now, too, so... Uh, let's see here. Legends cars. Brody Monahan absolutely killed everyone. Took off and uh, won the 25-lap Inext 
in uh, Le- uh, yeah, Legends car race, even after a late race restart, that bunched the field up, managed to win his third race of the year. All right. Mini stocks. Um, did, this is the one that got the least write up, and I have the least info, but there's like the most story. Uh, Bill Sylvia won that race at first for his third win of the year. Uh, but in post race tech, he was DQ'd from the win, and that gave it to Sam Messick, who was driving the two car for uh, Doug Curry. And I guess that was their first win as a driver owner combo. But again, I don't have any notes on what happened there. I don't know. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they didn't publish uh, how the race went. You know who does an incredibly good job and, uh, of doing that? What got teched and whatnot, but, you know. You know who does an incredibly good job at transparency and doing in doing that? It is uh, Stafford. Yeah. You go to their penalty notices on their website, and they are up to date. Yeah. They'll tell you every single incident in every single race, what lap, what time it happened, what the penalty or infraction was, if there was one. Post race, they'll they'll release what the penalty or infraction was, and then they'll go through the list and tell you what was teched in each division at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. You know what I should do? I should go up and look at the penalty notices at Stafford Motor Speedway just to see what exactly. Like I said, transparency would be nice. I know it's just kind of not. Yeah, they're the only track that really does something like that, does it? For closest around us, anyway. I mean, is it really that necessary? <clears throat> no, but you know, it's it's kind of nice to keep your fans informed. I yeah, suppose. I mean, penalty notices. Let me see. It's like, ooh, what'd you do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's a Tapley thing because when he was at the bowl, he, the penalty notices were. Oh, on the here's bowl. Sid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, they have the June 17th. I think they come out every Tuesday, but, uh, like, after the week. But this is from, like, June 17th. They got all sorts of stuff, like, off-track infractions, on-track infractions. It's like, hey, contact with this car on this lap in this heat race, place to the rear, restart violation, given one position penalty under green flag condition. You know, stuff like that. That's They give you every penalty. Here's post-race technical inspection, what they checked, like, for this specific race that I just clicked on randomly, it says SK Modified, Transmissions, Late Models, Engine Location, and they probably do a flashlight tech as well. Um, every tech is a flashlight tech, to be fair. Um, if nobody knows what that is, it's basically the tech guy shines a flashlight in your car and takes a quick look at stuff, and if there's something that catches his high, he'll pull it out. Um, SK Mods, or SK Lights, they checked shocks and coils, etc., etc. I can go into all the sorts of detail, but like I said... Um, what the hell? Street stock, rear cross member location. Have you ever seen that tech? Ever? <laughs> rear cross member. Rear cross member location. Of what? Like your uh, four link pickup points, like the shelf. Oh. That would count as your rear cross member, I think. Oh. Yeah, that big stamped steel piece that goes in between the frame rails that your <laughs> uppers mount to. That's kind of hard to hide moving that. <laughs> hey, people are crazy. They'll do it. <laughs> you know? They'll do stuff. So, so. I mean, uh, that's not usually that's something I would count under flashlight tech. Usually, that's to move something like that is uh, like I've heard of guys like taking and grinding the welds off the front hats on the front frame and like tweaking them or moving them forward or back or whatever, and then just rewelding it and making it look stock. I mean, I've heard of that stuff. So don't yeah. put it past people, you know. Oh, by the way, they ran uh, the sniffer on all the tires as well. So. 
And then they put it in outside like the, or inside? Probably inside. That's I think the, the only Eagles, place you can really do it. Yeah, if you do it on the outside, it's way too like there's way too many variables. Like, what if your car is leaking fuel or oil? It'll probably go off because it's it snap it smells like flammables or petrocarbons or whatever in the air. But to get the best results, you soak inside the tire, so that's why they smell inside the tire. Read a lot of Circle Track magazine; they'll tell you about it. Yeah, this smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> this smells like burning. <laughs> why do your tires smell like if I put a lighter next to the valve stem, it would blowtorch my facial hair off? No comment. Oh, oh, ding. Anyway, all right. I'm kind of. Were you talking to me? No, we were. <laughs> no, sir. No, we, we said facial hair. We weren't meaning it in an Italian way. Oh. Yeah. No, not this All time. Right. Not De- this derogatory time. Derogatory ethnic stuff, right. All right. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. We've already gotten the ethnic slurs out of the way this episode, so we're good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seekonk. Uh, let's see. I just want to buzz through them real quick just to give them some note of... Uh, let's see. They had the pass all uh, pro all star series pass there for their 150 lap pro stock race. I don't think they ran their actual pro stocks that night because they just had the pass race instead of giving them, you know, double races or whatever. They either give them the night off or you can participate in pass anyway. Uh, sport trucks. Brittany Campbell won that race. Uh, I think that was her first on the year. Chad Baxter went. Back to back weeks, winning the Sportsman's and looking like his old self, like last year, because last year he absolutely lit the place up. And this year he took him a little while to get to victory lane, and then he got right back to it. So uh, let's see. Triple Crown event for the late models. Uh, and Derek Bukaki won that race. I can say that on YouTube, can't I? No, Derek Gluchaki won that race. <laughs> let's just go into that. I swear to God, I hope he doesn't listen. And then I guess there was a little bit of controversy with the pass race, uh, but uh, apparently Johnny Clark was uh, the winner of that one. I'd heard that uh, he and An- was it Angelo Belsito made contact, and Belsito went spinning, but there was no penalty. I'm not sure. No, nope. no. Yeah, there's no. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny how the most expensive cars have the most have them have at them boys attitude. You know, boys have at it. Yeah. Ugh. Which is. I can't cancer. stand that saying. Absolute cancer. I really can't stand that saying. Yeah, it's well, just awful. Well, what do you say in Victory Lane? Oh, I don't race like that. Well, you kind of, except when you did. I don't... <laughs> except you did. <laughs> if you make a mistake, yeah. then you do race like that because you're prone I to mean, mistakes. I mean, you did get into them three or four times before that, you know? So <laughs> This race was available on Speed 51 for subscribers, I correct? I don't race like that this lap. <laughs> I didn't like, mean to make it look that obvious. Well, whatever. I don't race like that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, he beats us. He beats my ass all the time. What the? F- <laughs> what happened? Home button. Home button. We're not watching Hulu right now. <laughs> uh, go to that one. There you go. Yeah. Jesse's changed the input on the. I was uh, just going to say, yeah, bit. yeah. I know he's won more races than us. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> so what? He's also got a ton more resources than us. I think he's won the Oxford 250 as well. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. Hold on. (laughs) I'm waiting for it. Hold on. Sorry, everyone. I'm punchy here. Go ahead. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Everybody, I don't care. I don't. He does not care. I don't (laughs) care. I love Kevin Meany. R.I.P. 
A lot of people didn't get his comedy. I think I've said that before. Yeah. All right. So I really got to make it to Seekonk at some point. I miss Seekonk. I miss going to races. Yeah, going to races is fun. I miss going out of my house other than work. (laughs) Yeah, that's the worst. I don't have that problem right now, but it is the worst because I have had that problem. So, all right. We got to mention this because this is pretty interesting. NASCAR Whalen Modified Tour went to Riverhead Raceway this Saturday. The event was 22.2 five fields long. Yes, we are back We are back to doing that again. <laughs> Explain to the new listeners what a five field is. If nobody's familiar with what a five field is, it is a unit of measure for NASCAR Whalen Modified Tour races. That is the length of time that it takes for Melissa five field to get lapped. This race was approximately nine. It was nine laps. So 200 divided by nine is about 22.2 endlessly. So the race was 22.2 five fields long. See? Just figured I'd throw that out there. That's, that's under, I believe that's under the uh, empirical, not the metric scaling. Yeah, that's so, more of an imperial thing. Yeah, imperial. It's not metric. It wasn't kilometers. Yeah. All right. So uh, I just some, want to know what the, what the queen's measurement would be. So, so that's, that's basically what it is. Yes. So anyway, this was a very historic moment. Well, not very, but it was a historic moment. It was kind of cool to see because um, Kyle Soper accomplished something that wasn't uh, that hasn't happened in 27 years. I believe it was 27. A Riverhead regular winning the NASCAR Whalen Modified Tour race, and I believe George Brunozel Jr. was the last to do it in 1995, and uh, again 27 years ago. Uh, but Soper was able to make a great move under Justin Bonsignor, of all people, with uh, about 10 laps to go and ran away to win. And he absolutely ran away. Even in lap traffic, the kid ran away. I actually got to watch this one. I watched it today. Yeah. Because it's on Flow and they have replays. Thank yeah. you, Flow. Because I can actually watch <laughs> racing again. And he won the Buzz Chew Chevrolet Cadillac 200 for Wayne Anderson. Uh, Wayne Anderson, longtime car owner. Nice to see them guys winning again. Especially on the tour. That's good. That's like an underdog win. Kind of. Sort of. Even though he's, you know, probably the track badass, but he's good there. I know that. You know, but yeah. uh, it's still uh, out of his element, and uh, a big fish in a big pond. I mean, it's the whale and modified tour. You're up against yeah. really strong contenders. I mean, look at Bonsignor. He's won everything. Won titles. He's got a ton of laps around Riverhead. Well, they and had, he got around him. Well, they had a deep field too. So I mean, yeah, Doug Kobe was there. Timmy Salamino showed up, and he's a regular there. He's got thousands of laps and wins there. So. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was really fast for the first half of the race, and I don't know what happened to him after that. I didn't really – I think I fell asleep on the couch because today was workout day. So, uh, let's see. It was gains o'clock, and it was time for sleep. <laughs> hey, you got to – you got to uh, what's it called? Um, restore energy? No? I don't Doms. Know. I can't <laughs> – I'm not a weightlifter. I don't know what pre-workout is. I don't know. Uh, speaking of modified tour, <laughs> gains a clock. Not gains yeah. The only gains go. going on here is because I eat too much and drink nothing but sugary garbage. All right. Speaking I was more of the studious type. I had a, I had a an uh, A in English, you know, and I had an A in math, and I also had a D in your girlfriend. Boom. <laughs> I miss. What's his name? David Frank? I can't remember his name. No, it's not David Frank. I can't remember his name. What's his name? Oh, it's um, <laughs> the bodybuilder guy who yeah. used to do videos. 
Robert Frank. Robert Frank. That's what it is. Jesus Robert Christ, Frank. I have the worst memory of it all time. Yeah, that's where I got that from. Robert <laughs> Frank. Robert Frank. That guy is hilarious. And yeah, have you seen him lately? He, you know what? He doesn't look bad. I know he had big, big time health problems, but he's back in the gym and he's like doing way better now. And yeah. it's cool. It's cool to see he's got a wicked scar down his chest where they fucking cut him open. It was just disgusting. Anyway, speaking of the NASCAR Whale Modified Tour and Riverhead, because uh, Ryan Priest has won there a bunch, uh, he dominated and won the Truck Series race at Nashville. And I know that we mentioned that in our Darf comment. He won of the, the pole. Week. He won the race. Yeah. Yeah. Barely, barely won the race. I mean, um, he looks at Carson Horsey Savar. Horsey Savar. Yeah. And goes, What's your problem, bro? <laughs> you know, what took you? How come it takes you so long, man? <laughs> I know. Ryan's got, uh, I believe I was discussing this with either you or someone else, but uh, yeah. why don't we run down the race first and we'll talk about why Ryan Priest wins and Carson Hosefar doesn't? Uh, it came down to a late race restart. I forget how long ago it was. It was like 10, 25, 30 laps, somewhere around that range. And there was different pit strategy. Like some guys pit, some guys didn't. Ryan and Zane Smith didn't. And a few other cars didn't, but a bunch of cars behind that or trucks behind them did. So they had a little bit different strategy and different tires. And um, I know Carson Hosevar got through the older tire trucks first, but he was in third. He didn't have much of a shot there at the end because I guess it was tough to pass. But... Uh, Old tires almost cost Ryan Priest the win because he was up like a second with like five to go, and then all of a sudden they were on his bumper, and it was he. They asked him, and he said, "Well, it was old tires," and I said, "Well, you could be a little more transparent and say you made mistakes because of old tires, but you know, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that because he almost gave the win away because of old tires because Zane Smith was on his bumper." Coming to the white, they came through the trioval, went into one. Smith took the bottom. Ryan just drove right down the track in front of him, took his air off, and you watched Zane Smith go flying straight up the racetrack because the air got taken right off his That's nose. That's so weird that it matters that much in a truck, isn't it? It looks like a rolling brick. It basically is. You know, but air, air matters. Have you ever heard James May? Ugh. In his description of air, air has genuine substance, and he puts his hand out the window, and he's like, "You can feel it pressing against you." And it's like, "Well, yeah, I, you know, you stick your hand out the window when you're driving, you can feel air going over you because basically, we live in an air ocean, and we're like fish." <laughs> I don't know where I'm going there. Uh, anyway, so um, yeah, it was just weird to see how much air that it just wiped that truck right up the racetrack it's almost like it's like as soon as he did that and i saw smith go flying up the racetrack i'm like well that's races ryan's to lose now because that just killed smith's momentum i i thought it almost looked it i thought it looked like he tried to whip it to the outside and get to the gas early and it just kind of backfired on him just took off on him no, it took plowed on him. No, it took the air right off. You would figure once he gets once he goes past Ryan on the outside, as far as the truck line is concerned, you'd figure that air would come back onto his on his front, and he would regain grip. I don't know. Now nah, it's like a snowball rolling downhill. I mean, that thing just once it started, it was game over until the tires basically gained mechanical grip. But uh, I believe Hosevar was able to snag second away coming off of turn four. But Ryan roared to victory, won a second guitar. Victory Lane interview was a little cringy where he's like, I'm going to start a band. I'm like, don't say that. God it's almighty. quotable and it's fun. It is fun. This, at least it's fun this time. Yeah. I've seen worse. I've heard <laughs> worse. Been worse. I've heard worse. You know, I get, you know I'll, I'll give it to him. But, yeah. 
do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Anyway, it's not a big deal. I think, was it Keter who gave him the flag? I didn't see it. I thought it was because I thought they had a little exchange there at the uh, start-finish line, which was pretty cool because yeah. they've been around each other's circles for so long, and now they're up in the upper echelons of NASCAR. Yeah. And now they're still up there. So it's like, that's pretty cool, you know? All right, so I managed to watch the Xfinity Series race as well. Like I said, Phil's not here. We're going to wrap this thing up early today. Instead of two hours, we'll, you know, be a manageable time. Maybe you'll actually see the whole thing on YouTube. So Probably not. <laughs> Phil's not going to be yelling at people that we have to deal with the repercussions of this week because he's in Florida and he can hide from them. Uh, Xfinity race. All right, so... Justin Allgaier basically dominated. I didn't this see thing. that, so you can just breeze through that. I'm just gonna breeze through this one because, whatever, dude. Um, Justin Allgaier dominated the Xfinity Series race. He led all but 53 laps. I mean, just okay. So this is an easy one. Yeah, he just dominated this thing. I mean, there was a couple little wrecks here and there. Priest got involved with uh, Josh Berry turning around off a of two, and uh, lost some spots. Got a little bit of nose damage. Not too bad. But uh, i got to give it up to Ryan Priest again. We mentioned it in the DARF comment of the week um, honorable mention section. Ryan finished sixth in this race after starting way towards the back. Like I watched the early parts of the race, and I saw him 21st to 25th. And I'm like, gosh, where did you start, man? <laughs> so he didn't start up front. Like <clears throat> the last time he was in this car, which is the BJ McLeod 5 car that's SHR prepared, essentially. Um, he started up front and managed to kind of stay up front. So, mm -hmm. yeah, this time started towards the back and ran up front. So, can't tell me you don't have talent. Give me a break, people. Excuse me for a moment. Jeez. But anyway, <clears throat> the cup race. We'll breeze through that as well because that took forever. Yeah, friggin' rain delays. Yeah. Half an hour lightning pauses which really has got to really help tv out a bunch i bet oh i bet they love I bet that they love that yeah that's God. gotta be great right, oh yeah. we had a lightning strike within eight miles of the racetrack let's sit here for half an hour oh i can't stay yeah it's and it it's and like it, let me know when it's like a half mile away then well I'll worry. yeah it forced <laughs> it forced the network's hand because you know, I started pushing towards America's Got Talent time or whatever. Yeah, God forbid. Yeah. You know, we watch idiots on stage who are never going to make any money for after this. So you have to switch networks to friggin' USA, which is filler cable. It's it's yeah, a it's filler like a, cable network. It's like a TBS or a you know instead like of that. the NBC Sports Pro, you know, a, a dedicated sports channel that they got rid of. We're gonna go and. And they don't tell us when the race is going to come back. There's no notification that I could get unless I have the NASCAR app probably or something. I, w I saw it on Twitter, basically, but that was it. Yeah, I don't get Twitter when they're going to come back on. So it's like, yeah, well, maybe we'll be on in an hour or so, but I don't have Twitter. I turned on the network, and you know? they had Law & Order on. Yeah, I'm not going to watch through Law & Order reruns. And I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, they'll probably come on at the end of the show. Yeah. And they're getting down towards the end of the show. They're all in court. They're, you know... Kids yelling for help. Then uh, they're getting down towards the end, and then all of a sudden, ignore his cries of help. <laughs> I ignore his cries for help. Why not? Children crying for help in the next room. I didn't hear no breaking anything. He should be fine. But anyway, they break into 
Law and Order as I'm watching it. I'm like, wow, this is a really great idea for the network to get watchers or uh, view counts on Law and Order because. Yeah, they. Um, anyway, they cut into coverage after, like, like right at the end of Law and Order. And I'm like, damn it, I was invested in this story. Oh well, NASCAR race is on. Okay. But anyway, like people were um, complaining that. Excuse you. Did you just? Well, yeah. Well, now that you brought it up, now that I have to explain it. Thanks for you know continuity's sake. But anyway, uh, I tried to do it quietly. But now I guess it's not quiet. Like, please shut the door, Jess. The listeners will love that. Excuse you. Excuse you. How you? You don't. Well, you don't see me if I go like this behind you. You snapped your fingers. Yeah, you had to get your attention while I'm talking. Don't you know how the radio works? Excuse you. (laughs) Anyway, don't you talk to me like you know me? How the hell long was this rain delay anyway? Like six hours or something like that. It lasted for freaking ever. Yeah, I'm not watching Law and Order reruns until it comes back. I, luckily, luckily the Stanley Cup was on, and I, I forgot could, about that. And I could watch that, and I watched uh, yeah a minute and a and um um the yeah in the last minute twenty two, this guy caught a puck right into skate blade, and the skate blade like blew off his skate, and he had to get helped off the ice. Yeah, because it's so slippery. <laughs> he couldn't. Get you can't off. actually get off the ice. It was, it was a Colorado guy. It was Landeskog. His skate blade. And it was like a minute. Oh, 22 he probably left. had to get a whole nother skate put on. It, well, no, you just riveted it back on. Oh, the toque fell off. He had the whole blade, just the, the, the just the blade part. Oh, not the metal. Off. Not the metal. The, oh, the just the metal. Yeah, just yeah, because those are bolted into the toque now. Because. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah probably uh, just Tampa Bay needed a goal, tied a goal, and, and they had they were bringing the house. They pulled the goalie and everything. Oh so, yeah. Geez. So he was. They were lucky to get a clear and stuff. And so they raised a cup, and then they dented the cup, and it fell on ice or something. Oh shit. <laughs> oh hey, even I swore. Oh crap. Sorry, YouTube audience. Am I upside down? Uh, you are correct this way. Okay, good. It's mostly the right direction. All right, good. Actually, it's not bad. Just don't breathe at it. Yeah. Yeah, they broke. Yeah, they dented the bottom of the. That's cup. normal. They always dent the cup. It happens all the time. They throw in the swimming pools. Did you ever see the animation? Actually, put it down on the wire so it stops the camera from moving around. What I tried to do. Oh, you almost had it. Right there. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. So, did you ever see the illustration of the Stanley Cup? Yeah. Where they showed you because they take rings off of it to keep it a specific height. Yeah. Yeah. They would. Sh- they showed you how big it would be if all those rings were still on it. Yeah. And it was like real goofy looking and massive. I'm like, why don't we just do that? Make it huge. Make it even bigger. But they're like, no, you need to be able to carry it because it's tradition. And it's like, okay, fine. But anyway, uh, huge long rain delay. How did you think these cars raced? Did you, you watch? I it, thought right? it, I thought they ran side by side for really, really good. Actually, for a little while there. Obviously, I don't think this car is really a finished product yet. I think they're still working it out, and uh, it's going to take them a while to get it right. I'd heard about a secret test that NASCAR I mean, they was went doing. Three wide for for several laps, dude. Again, I've heard about. <laughs> you know, it was like the nineteen, the one, and the four were side by side for several laps, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought a funny moment was. The forty-three car catching on fire in the pits, and then and then oh yeah, I think Justin Fiedler is the tire changer, and he posted the video 
on his uh, Twitter that he had on his helmet. Yeah. And you just see him trying to put the gun on the rear tire, and he just missed, and it created a spark. Yeah. And right then, the thing just lit off right next to him, and he's like, oh, there's a giant fire right next to me. He grabs his air hose and moves it out of the uh, fire. Yeah. And he's like, no, this tire's good. I you, like can, the- you can send him. <laughs> just left the left rear on it. Yeah, the 43 car put itself out like the Memphis <laughs> Bell when it was on fire. I guess <laughs> it, just, it was on fire for like an entire lap. So too, he just drove faster to put itself out. It just kind of blew <laughs> itself out, which is kind of neat. So I thought that was cool. You know, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was neat. I like the. Did you? I like the animation that they did with with Their the anim- lu- with the lug nut and everything. I'm and actually, how there's a little the little button that goes in there. Yeah, there's like a little red real, detent there. Yeah, the red button. Yeah. The uh, the animations on the I thought that was quite interesting. NBC broadcast. That was good. Are much much better. Yeah. They even show you where the clips bolt onto the chassis. I mean, they show you the inside. I'm watching it right now. They showed you everything. The the animations are very informative. Steve Letarte, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jeff Burton make the weirdest redneck a cappella. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hello. And I'll guess you which ones are <laughs> Oh Larry Curly. Yeah, I'll guess you which one's the me- the lower voice and which one's the highest voice. Oh, I'm actually flipping through Twitter and I'm watching them actively dent the Stanley Cup on accident. <laughs> it's just the lower stand lip. You can just put a new one of those on. It's not a big deal. It's Piece not the cake. rings or nothing. Piece of cake. Yeah, that was an easy one. Um but anyway, I Again, I was mentioning this before, talking about how the cars race. I'd I'd heard that there was a secret test midweek at Martinsville, and they were testing out different um, under trays on the car. And I think they were testing it with the dirt under tray on a short track just to see if they raced better. And I don't think it had the diffuser on it. It had something else. And uh, it wasn't like carbon fiber or anything. It was just plastic. And I guess Kyle Busch partook in it, and he said it raced a lot better, but it's not quite there yet. Like he said, it's a step forward, but it's not quite right yet. So well, that's because he's not dominating, right? But it's progress, and I like that. If it races better, then good, because right now that car's short track program is kind of iffy. But right at the Kentucky, no, it wasn't Kentucky; it was Nashville. Nashville Super Speedway is where they were. Um, they raced really well. You don't see a lot of. You, actually, I don't think you see any concrete mile and a half tracks except for that one now, right? Dover's a mile, but that's concrete. Bristol, Bristol's a half mile. So, yeah. No concrete ones, but, you know, all the mile and a half that runs good. Yeah, and besides, I think it's funny because Nashville took like 10 years off the schedule, like the NASCAR schedule, and I don't think they really hit that. They didn't really have a cup date, did they? Not for, no. Not for forever. Not since the mid-'80s. And um, not since the mid '80s, like they got rid of this track because they felt like it didn't race well or didn't fit the schedule well. And then it's like now all of a sudden it's one of the better tracks on the slate. <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? It just pulled a complete 180, and it's like, well, yeah. And what do you think North Wilkesboro would be? You know, a unique. Well, I don't know if this is the same track. It's a unique short. It's a unique short track. I don't think this, this is, is the same track as the old fairgrounds. This no, we don't talk about the fairgrounds. This yeah. is it's the super speedway. The super speedway was off the schedule for ten years. Yeah, yeah. Like it sat dormant. But bef- before, like I said, they didn't like it, but now they do. So it's like, well, okay, I don't mind that. It's you know a different track. So different surfaces, different you know 
possibilities for grip levels, et cetera, et cetera. It's all different variables for racing. So. Since I'm Mister Positive, hmm. I like to I like to talk about the uh, sports entertainment moment of the race. Was that having um, another WWE personality as the uh, Grand Marshal yet again, like for the tenth time this year? No, but it's good foreshadowing for what I'm about to talk about. I had some redheaded guy with way too many muscles that are unnatural. Well, let's see. 46 to go. The right rear of the 17 falls off during green flag runs. And again, again, and so they're <laughs> so they're cycling pit stops, and we know how NASCAR doesn't like to throw the yellow unless some a car is in the in the crowd or something uh, during, during pit stops during at pit least. stops because. They want everybody to cycle through pit stops, therefore determining the outcome of the race. They don't want cars to get caught yeah. down on a lap or whatnot. They want they want the most yeah. sports entertaining ending to a race. Yeah, not they don't want it to be organic. They want it to be more TV friendly. Right. So it takes a, it takes Which the whole tire the, all the way down the front straightaway for them to throw the yellow. Mm-hmm. Safety first, kids. <laughs> yeah. Safety mattered. Safety. Yeah, we're about safety. Yeah, we don't care if a car fires that thing off into the crowd. You know what else I saw? Our green flag pit stops are more important. I saw a video of an old road race from like the 90s, and I saw a Corvette catch an errant wheel, literally launched over it and over the catch fencing. I'm like, holy crap, that was a big wreck. I think I saw it on TikTok of all places. I sent it to Phil, but he's not here to talk about it. I'm sorry, but if a right rear tire falls off, you got to throw the yellow immediately because that thing is a beach ball waiting to fly out of the sea. Oh, that's the sea. You're talking about it. Into a sea of people. I'm 70, 80 pound item, or maybe less now, but still, velocity plus weight equals I'm sorry, but the sports entertainment crap is getting out of control. I'm almost done with this. Yeah, I, I, you know, we keep bringing it up and we, you know, we keep getting accused of being um, conspiracy theorists talking about NASCAR and uh, sports entertainment like MM. Oh, like, rewind like, the uh, DVR and see how long it takes for that tire to fly off and go into the crowd. But when they're, you know. But when there's a car that just slid, slid up into the wall and just scraped some of the wrap off the side of the car, they threw the yellow five inches before a guy goes to the line that quick. Yeah, I mean. When you have CEOs of companies that are very, yeah. very deep ties with NASCAR saying that they are sports entertainment, and WWE says they are in sports entertainment, and you see WWE personalities trackside every single race, and then you see NASCAR manipulating cautions to you know prevent having people off sequence and on down a lap just to make the race more interesting and exciting. It's, they're manipulating it for entertainment, and that's not what's supposed to happen. This is not wrestling. It's not supposed to be wrestling. It's supposed to be organic. And not they're, wrestling. They're screwing it up, and I'm not enjoying it. Well, until I see somebody jump off the tight uh, off the top rope, let's get something after it. Man. I don't know. We've had drunks climb the fence before. Let's see some action here. Oh. <laughs> I mean, shoot. Hey, John West Townley, R.I.P., had that wrestling match with uh, what's-his-face at... Uh, a gateway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was really fake too. Oh, anyway, so yeah, I think Chase Elliott went on and won this race. Uh, it was like midnight when the thing ended. Yeah, whatever. Deep, deep. Run. Tony Stupid had a wrestling match there with Skinny Ernie Francis Jr., which has surprised me. I'm like, hmm, man, he got angry about 
a car still being able to race. <laughs> I mean, you know, real big man there. I mean, you know, that's 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 stunning and brave. He's four <laughs> times his size, well, you know. and he's the boss and CEO. And of course, Ernie Francis looks really bewildered. Like, I'm sorry, boss. You know, sorry, boss. Sorry, boss. I didn't mean to race your heart or whatever. <laughs> you know. If I mean, you also want to become a sports entertainment business, you can tell I mean, me not to race your heart, I guess. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's not. I don't even know what happened. I didn't even see what happened. All mm. I know is it's a bad look when the guy that creates the series and runs the series has got his arms and, and violating the non-aggression principle on, an, on a skating little race car driver that's half his size. That works for you. <laughs> Technically, yeah. So that's, that's, a, not, that's not good yeah. optics. That's kind of a bad look. I'll agree with that. That's not great. Yeah. But I guess he went on to win, so hmm. winning his own series. <laughs> I won my own trophy. Yay. Yeah, that's going to wear on racing fans real quick if you keep winning your own races. They're probably just not going to watch anymore because they'll be like, it's even more rigged than NASCAR, and they'll just tune it off. You know what I mean? I don't know. SRX has a real problem with that right now. I think they should address it. I heard Justin Marks is going to fill in at Stafford for Elio Castroneves, though. I guess Elio has a uh, some kind bad. of scheduling. Yeah, he was there last year, though. But he has some kind of scheduling conflict this year, and uh, Justin Marks is going to take over for him. Well, that's cool. That's yeah. good and all. I mean, cool. But he's no four-time IndyCar, Indy 500 winner. Yeah, you know, that so. sucks, but... That's okay, but now It's more pertinent to NASCAR fans, though, because he owns Trackhouse, and they've won two races this year so whatever i look forward to the stafford one anyway so oh definitely i haven't seen any of the other srx races i don't know when they're coming on i know that we have a problem with last year i knew when they were coming on and this year i don't know when they're coming on now yeah so we have like, a problem what's with going on yeah with getting outreach and whatnot yeah. no one wants to, no one wants to tell people what they are <laughs> you know yeah and they're a lot of fun to watch so. what are we where are we running, and what's our mission statement? I, I guess know. it's on us. You know, it, I'm not a marketing guy, but I'm just saying that you should let people know what you do and what you're doing. Yeah, with the problem with modern marketing is that people usually depend on social media too much, but that also depends on people following you. I don't follow SRX on well, anything, so I, I guess I'm going to have to in order to get their notifications, which is kind of shitty. Oh, well. I get enough notifications. But they are coming to Stafford this weekend, so uh, I guess that race is sold out. But it's going to be available on CBS. So I, be- I believe big CBS, too. Not CBS Prime Sports time. Network. Yeah, it's actual CBS. All right. So Rotate your antenna the correct direction. <laughs> Turn your rabbit ears on your giant TV console to whatever the hell CBS affiliate mm-hmm. you got. No, I kid, though. I mean, you got to be on the big networks. I'm sorry. You I'm really sorry. do. The big networks still have a place. You can still get that yeah. TV for free if you're it's better than being on <laughs> USA or some. Yeah, being on cable is not the place to be. Basic filler cable network. You're always going to be on the major network. You might as well be on the home shopping know. network. Who cares? Because right. people don't care about cable; they care about the major stuff still. So it's yeah. it's just demographics. That's just how it works. All right, so might as well kill this thing early because uh, I don't know if it's early, but I think we're on time today. <laughs> hey, we're actually kind of on time, I guess. So. All right. So, any other final thoughts I didn't cover? I don't know. I'm just gonna 
throw that out there because I don't know. I might, I might have got everything I wanted to. Okay. No? All right. Yeah, I should probably go get the child. All right, let's get him because we're going to wrap this thing up as quickly as possible. Tell where so. you're at. Tell him where I'm not at. Right. You can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast, YouTube.com slash Sid's View. If you'd like to send us some feedback, you can send that to Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com or take advantage of our voicemail by sending us one to anchor.fm slash Making Laps. <laughs> You could find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at BrentGleason01. You can also find me on YouTube. I do post some stuff up there at youtube.com slash BrentGleason. I know, imaginative name, but it's easy to find. You can find Phil uh, sweating to death in an alligator stomach in Florida. You can find Jesse on this show. (laughs) And uh, boy, how do we end the show? Please do it nicely and clearly. You got it. Keep the door set down and stay out of fence. Thank you for listening. Perfect. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Yeah.